Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered all throughout July with all the odds, props, promos, and parlays for baseball, WNBA, MMA, boxing, and more. Use our promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the link in the description to this episode. BetOnline, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is, you may be listening. Thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. And podcasts aren't live. That's the whole purpose of podcasts. You can listen however and whenever it is that you so choose. And we appreciate that you have decided to stop in however and whenever it is that you may be choosing. It is a fantabulous Monday, July 10th, according to my count. It may not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever it is that you may be listening here on the Take It Easy podcast. Hope you all are having a wonderful summer. Hope you all are having a wonderful week here Uh, If you're a baseball fan, lots of fun stuff. MLB All-Star Game coming up. This weekend was kind of wild and wacky and crazy with a no-hitter and all sorts of fun stuff that went on. It was a great, great weekend in sports and a great week ahead in sports. Uh, This is usually the time of the year where we start doing movie reviews and deep, nerdy baseball stuff. Last week, we did a WNBA podcast to update you on everything going on in the season, so We're going for longer form podcasts. And now that we're a three day a week show and we're focused on doing longer form podcast content today, I wanted to bring back a uh, podcast topic that has uh, years ago when we first started the show been one of a lot of intrigue from my part. We once a year do a Carson Wentz podcast and this year's Carson Wentz podcast is coming about because... I just realized last week Carson Wentz wasn't on a roster in the NFL. He is unsigned going into training camp in the sport where everyone is looking for quarterbacks all over the place and everyone is looking for backups to replace their backups because injuries happen so frequently in the NFL. In that sport, we are seeing Carson Wentz get unsigned going into training camp, and I thought that was really interesting. And last year, we looked back at Carson Wentz's stats uh, after the Super Bowl and kind of like evaluated the career arc of Carson Wentz because he got traded to uh, Washington from the Colts, and the Colts basically made the call last year in February that Carson Wentz is probably as good, if not better, than what we can do next season 
but we just don't want him around and we'll send him to anyone who's willing to take his one-year contract off our books. And when Carson Wentz signed that four-year contract that made him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, I believe that Carson Wentz, when he came back from injury, was ready to be one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. One of my most famous cold takes, which began in 2020, and this is why we love talking about Carson Wentz when he was traded in 2021, one of my favorite cold takes ever is that in the summer of 2020, when we were doing pandemic podcasts and looking for content, I said that Josh Allen would get replaced by the Buffalo Bills at the end of the season in 2020, which was the year he finished second in MVP voting. I said that at the end of the year, they would replace Josh Allen with Dak Prescott because Josh Allen was not a good quarterback. And back in that year, I said, if Carson Wentz gets healthy, he will be one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. Because I remember when Carson Wentz was an MVP finalist before he tore his knee in the 2017 season, which led to the whole Nick Foles, one of the most ridiculously fun stories in the history of the NFL, Nick Foles being Super Bowl champion. Carson Wentz, if not for that knee injury, was on his way to being Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. And what I mean by that is Carson Wentz, had he stayed healthy and had he been able to replicate the production of Nick Foles in that playoff run, Carson Wentz would have been league MVP, Super Bowl champion and Super Bowl MVP before he turned 24 years old, which three years later is exactly what Patrick Mahomes did. Patrick Mahomes was MVP, Super Bowl MVP, and Super Bowl champion before he turned 24 years old. And everything we've seen since then from Patrick Mahomes supports the fact that he was worthy of that honor. Carson Wentz was Mahomes three years before Mahomes in terms of reaching those accolades. And then he tore up his knee and missed a playoff run and then came back the next season to replace Foles. He got the long-term extension. Foles didn't. And then in the playoffs in 2019, he got a concussion in their first playoff game and they lost to the Seattle Seahawks, who I think had Marshawn Lynch running in the backfield for them that season. So, And after that season was when the fascination with Carson Wentz started. Again, we mentioned a second ago that Carson Wentz was someone I thought was a top five quarterback in the NFL and would get back to that health permitting. And I thought Josh Allen was terrible. And if I had just flipped the names of Carson Wentz was going to fall off a cliff and get replaced and Josh Allen was going to be the top five quarterback in the NFL, if I had just flipped the names, I would have been exactly correct. And instead, I was as wrong as you could possibly be about Carson Wentz and Josh Allen. And what was so interesting about Carson Wentz in that 2020 season was Carson Wentz's reputation went from that of a guy who one year ago was worth making, worth paying $130 million to Carson Wentz is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL and Carson Wentz is a bad teammate. And we'll talk about that part a little later, but what's so interesting about that part of it was the Eagles had the foresight to draft Jalen Hurts despite the fact that Carson Wentz had one year ago signed for the most money of any quarterback, or really like a year and a half prior, had signed that extension for the most money of any quarterback in the NFL at the time. The Eagles had the foresight to 
draft Jalen Hurts, but even they didn't believe that Jalen Hurts would replace Carson Wentz the way that he did because if they had, they would have gone to Jalen Hurts a lot earlier in that 2020 season than when they made the switch. And the whole way through the 2020 season, I was under the assumption that the Eagles were going to give Carson Wentz every opportunity in the world to get out of the rut that he was in. And the reason I thought that at the time was because they were committed to Carson Wentz and they and they weren't going to take the L on the entire next season because of the dead cap money that they would owe to Carson Wentz. And that combination of not only was Carson Wentz leading the NFL in interceptions and had one of the worst quarterback ratings in the NFL, but combined with the fact that he was regarded as a bad teammate, is someone who doesn't have a relationship still with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts talked about that when they played Washington this last year where he's like, you know, Carson was the starter when I got to Philadelphia and... That's it. (laughs) He like didn't have anything to say about Carson Wentz because he hadn't really talked to Carson since he got traded off of the Eagles. And Carson Wentz's combination of playing poorly, being someone who made a lot of mistakes, the injury passed obviously being a part of it, but Carson Wentz being a guy who was also a bad teammate was the thing that ultimately got him off the Eagles and was the thing that, by the way, Doug Peterson was kind of willing to die on the hill for. Like, Doug Peterson was willing to die on the hill of Carson Wentz is not the quarterback of this team. And Doug Peterson ended up getting fired about two weeks after the season ended. Like, it wasn't a Black Monday firing with Doug Peterson. It was Doug Peterson got fired two weeks after the season ended, which was around when they had made the decision they were going to trade Carson Wentz and accept the dead cap money for the 2021 season and the Eagles in 2021 made the playoffs as the seven seed they went like eight and one in one score games they were an incredibly lucky team to have gotten to the playoffs that year but the Eagles decision to move off of Carson Wentz undoubtedly worked out great for them and undoubtedly worked out poorly for the Indianapolis Colts because the Indianapolis Colts after their one season of Carson Wentz a season in which they took Carson Wentz out of the rotate out of the starting quarterback role at the end of the season in order to not have to give up a draft pick. And ultimately it didn't work because they had to put Carson back in and they gave up the first round pick to the Eagles instead of the 70% snap thing. Carson Wentz with the Colts was better than anything they were going to find for next season. I mean, we saw it last year with the Colts. The Colts went from Matt Ryan, they basically at the end of the rotation gave up Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan, or they got Matt Ryan for Carson Wentz in a third round pick. That was basically the transaction that they made was Matt Ryan in exchange for Carson Wentz in a third round pick. And Matt Ryan was terrible, just absolutely terrible. And then they tried Sam Ellinger. Frank Reich died on the hill of of Carson Wentz and then trading for Matt Ryan. Like they got rid of... Frank Reich because he was the Carson Wentz guy and then he couldn't make it work because Matt Ryan was clearly out of it at the end of his career and they didn't have anything better in the tank than Carson Wentz and yet they made the call to move off of Carson Wentz anyways and that was something that was so interesting at the time. And I think that was the last time we did a Carson Wentz podcast was talking about one about I was surprised 
how old Carson Wentz was. I didn't realize that Carson Wentz was uh, 30 years old going into last, or sorry, was 29 years old going into last season because surprisingly Carson Wentz has been around for a while in the NFL. But we we pulled up Carson Wentz's numbers and they kind of bared out that like prior to the 2020 season, Carson Wentz was a fine NFL quarterback. He played all 16 games coming back from injury and then got hurt in the playoffs. Carson Wentz was fine until that Eagles season where it all fell apart on him. And even that season with the Colts, he had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. He was not a bad quarterback for Indianapolis. And granted, Indianapolis missed the playoffs at the end of the year because they lost that game to Jacksonville when all they had to do was win and get in. And they lost to Jacksonville, who had the worst record in the league. And uh, that was the Urban Meyer season and all that stuff. And... At the end of it all for the Washington, for Indianapolis, with 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions, they weren't going to get anything better than Carson Wentz, and yet they made the call, we don't want Carson Wentz on the team. Part of that was Carson Wentz being an anti-vaxxer. Part of it was Carson Wentz being a bad teammate. Part of it was the fact that like at the end of the whole season, Jim Ursay was just like, we don't want him back. And Chris Ballard was like, we don't want him back. Even though he was 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions, which of the rotating door of Colts quarterbacks post Andrew Luck, it's hard to argue he was the best one. Like they went from Jacoby Brissett to Phillip Rivers to Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan to Sam Ellinger. And the evidence bears it out that like Carson Wentz was the best of the options that they tried. And the Colts knew they weren't going to get better. They knew they weren't going to find a better quarterbacking option, and yet they made the call to move off of Carson Wentz anyways. The same way Philadelphia made the call, we know we're going to eat all this money, we're just going to move off of Carson Wentz anyways, in part because of how poor his play was, but in part because of him being the bad teammate. And Carson Wentz was not bad with Indianapolis. He started every single game with the Colts back in that 2021 season. They were going to make the playoffs until they collapsed at the end of the season with a loss to the terrible Raiders at home and a loss to the Jaguars on the road in week 18. Like they were going to make the playoffs during that 20, that season Carson Wentz was on the team and they made the call at the end that they were just done with Carson Wentz's bullshit. And that was kind of surprising because I remember at the time when we were doing a Carson Wentz podcast, like the Colts aren't going to do a whole... And this was before they had traded for Matt Ryan. This is when it was just Carson Wentz. And they traded him to Washington and got two third-round picks in exchange for him. We said at the time, they're not going to do better than Carson Wentz. And what they walked away with at the end was Matt Ryan and a third-round pick, which basically is a third-round pick in exchange for Carson Wentz and not having to pay that contract. But they had to pay $40 million to Matt Ryan anyways. So... The money they saved by not having to pay Carson Wentz, they just dumped onto Matt Ryan anyways. But the Colts made the call, we're not going to find better than Carson Wentz, but we're still going to move off of him anyways. And that is super interesting because now, two years later, no, I'm sorry, a year and four months later, Carson Wentz does not have a job in the NFL. And granted, like Carson Wentz, got replaced by Taylor Heineke in Washington last year. 
and Washington was going to make a run to the playoffs, and they were 7-10, and and Heineke was going to be this and that, and obviously they didn't end up making the playoffs at the end of it because we were joking someone has to get those last two playoff spots in the NFC because there were only four good teams in the NFC last year. Someone had to get the last spot. Or sorry, there was only three good teams in the NFC. There was three good teams and the Vikings. So there were only three and a half good teams in the NFC last year. So we were joking, someone has to get those last two spots and it looked like Heineke was going to get there. I'm not even saying like, oh, it's surprising Carson Wentz isn't a starter in the league. I just looked up this week and I was like, oh, Carson Wentz doesn't have a job, period. Carson Wentz going into his age 30 season in the NFL and he'll turn 31 in December. But like going into his age 30 season doesn't even have a backup role. And hearing that leads me back to all the stuff about Carson Wentz being an anti-vaxxer and Carson Wentz being a bad teammate. A lot of being a backup quarterback in the NFL is being that good teammate guy. And I remember all the stuff with Jalen Hurts where Carson Wentz didn't have a relationship with him during that 2019 season. Or sorry, that 2020 season when they drafted Jalen Hurts and Carson was pissed about it and then was pissed when Jalen Hurts took his job. And then they ended up shipping him out because they didn't want him as the quarterback. And then I remember him being injured and Heineke replacing him in Washington. And I remember all the shit with the Colts saying, we're not going to find a better quarterback than Carson Wentz and we still are going to move off of him anyways. Like, it's not the most surprising thing in the world that I look up and no one wants Carson Wentz as their backup quarterback. But in the league now that just had 15 rookies drafted in the NFL draft, including Stetson Bennett in the fourth round, I'm surprised that nobody has made the call on Carson Wentz. And then at the same time, I'm recognizing that maybe I shouldn't be so surprised by that because Carson Wentz has been a bad teammate and someone that teams have actively tried to move on from at the end of their careers. And so looking up and seeing Carson Wentz as the quarterback who doesn't have a job going into training camp and Carson Wentz being the guy who doesn't have a who the last time we saw him before or two times two seasons ago his last full season as a starter was 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions and had a quarterback rating of 94.6 which by the way is above league average like the league average QBR was 91 and has been 91 for the last few years he was an above average player with the Colts and then obviously he got hurt in Washington and Taylor Heineke was better than him but even Taylor Heineke's the backup in Atlanta now like obviously Washington is a place where quarterbacks go to die in the post Cleveland getting a quarterback of Baker Mayfield world like Washington is the place where quarterbacks go to die obviously and Carson Wentz did not have a good tenure with Washington. He started the first four games of the season and got hurt, came in as a backup for one game like because they benched Heineke and they benched Kyle Allen. And again, both of those guys got jobs elsewhere. Like Even the terrible, terrible Washington team of last year, the two quarterbacks that were with Carson Wentz also had jobs in the NFL. Kyle Allen's now in Buffalo, and now he's kind of a practice squad player, but... Kyle Allen is in Buffalo. Also, surprisingly, Kyle Allen is two years younger than Car- than Carson Wentz. Kind of surprising. But Kyle Allen is in Buffalo. Taylor Heineke is the backup for 
the Atlanta Falcons. And by the way, the Atlanta Falcons starter is Desmond Ritter. So Heineke's getting the job that I would have guessed Carson Wentz would have gotten, which is start the season as a backup for a quarterback on thin ice and get the job midway through the season. I would Carson Wentz is not in the stage where he's going to be out of the NFL. Carson Wentz is in the what we like to call bridge watering stage of his career, which is a pun on Teddy Bridgewater, but he's in the bridge watering stage of his career where he goes to the Falcons as the backup and potentially takes over for Desmond Ritter. He's the guy who would go back to Washington behind Sam Howell and be the person who takes over when Sam Howell doesn't perform at the level they're hoping for. He's like where Mitchell Trubisky was when Trubisky went to the Buffalo Bills for a season, which was if Josh Allen gets hurt, I will get a chance to take over the most talented roster in the NFL. And then a year later, he didn't even play, and the Pittsburgh Steelers gave him a bridge-watering contract. They signed him for two years at high-end backup money. They drafted Kenny Pickett. Four games into the season, they replaced Mitchell Trubisky with Kenny Pickett. Like that, and now Trubisky's the backup for the Steelers, who's one picket injury away from going back into the game. Like that's the that's where I thought Carson Wentz would occupy at this stage of his career. He's no longer one of the twenty-two best quarterbacks in the NFL, and I say twenty-two because every year ten teams either opt to start a rookie quarterback or actively choose to put a backup on the field because they are either tanking or don't want to invest the money at the position because they plan to draft a quarterback in the future. He's not one of the 22 best quarterbacks in the league, but I would assume Carson Wentz is in the 25 to 35 range, the way that Bridgewater went to the Dolphins last year. And at the time, there was a question of whether Tua could stack up to it because Tua was going into his third season. And if it didn't work out, they would have moved on from Tua to Bridgewater with a talented roster of Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddell and Mike Gusecki and all the guy, uh, Teron Armstead and all that. Like that's where I would have thought Carson Wentz would have gone is to a spot like Miami, Carson Wentz going to Buffalo, Carson Wentz going to Atlanta where Heineke ended up getting the, the bridge watering opportunity where if Desmond Ritter plays like shit, they'll go to Heineke. Like I thought that was the space that Carson Wentz was going to occupy but he's one of the top, unless I'm just misgaging the talent level of Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is still one of the 40 best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he does not have any job going into training camp. Not a backup role, not even a practice squad job. He just does not have a job, despite the fact that He had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions in his last two full seasons with Philadelphia and Indianapolis. And granted, I'm leaving out the 2020 season where he was leading the league in interceptions. Like, granted, that was a really, really bad season for Carson Wentz. But he came back in Indianapolis and went right back to 2019 Carson Wentz. Again, Carson Wentz, um, when he came back from the torn ACL in 2018... And then ended up getting hurt again and and Foles had to take over. But when he came back from the torn ACL, he was in 11 games, 21 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and had a higher passer rating than he did even during his MVP season with the Eagles. Now granted, his QBR was lower and it wasn't as good of a season, but Carson Wentz played well during that season. In 2019, when his last full season as Eagles starter... 
He has 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and a passer rating of 93, which is above league average. A league average is 91. In 2021, Carson Wentz, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, the exact same stat line in the full season. The Colts missed the playoffs at the end because they collapsed, and he had a 94 passer rating, which is above the league average. So what's interesting to me is why does Carson Wentz not have a job at this point? And the best answer I can find of why doesn't Carson Wentz have a job at this point is all of the stuff with Jalen Hurts and Jalen basically coming out when asked at a press conference and being like, no relationship with Carson, didn't have a great relationship, said said without saying, didn't have a relationship with Carson on the Eagles, didn't have a relationship with him after he left, it sounded like he hadn't even talked to him after he had left the Philadelphia Eagles. And then I remember the Colts gave him up despite the fact they didn't have a better option. Carson played the Eagles for the first time in 2022 when he was playing for Washington. Brandon Graham was talking at a press conference and he said this part about when Hertz took over for Carson. Quote, If Carson would have dealt with it differently, we would have been behind him too. At the end of the day, you've got to, because these are the guys that they brought in, you've got to make it work for the year. Even if they ain't right, still got to make it work. And they did not have that respect for Carson Wentz when Carson was on his way out the door. They were excited for Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts has been the consummate professional for years. I mean, everyone, including Walter Mitchell, specifically brings up the stories of Jalen Hurts staying at Alabama and being to his backup and waiting for the opportunity. Jalen Hurts even was quoted talking about the Carson Wentz thing where uh, Hurts said he had a mutual respect with Carson and said that that season was a, quote, teachable moment. And he uses it as an example for young players now to, quote, take advantage of the opportunities you have when you're not playing because it pays dividends in the end. You just have to be patient, be a sponge and soak it all in like that respect for Jalen Hurts is why the Eagles have had no problem giving Jalen Hurts a quarterback with limited physical gifts compared to some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They had no problem giving Jalen Hurts the 50 million dollar extension ahead of when Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow signing their extensions after the first season. And so they didn't have the support of Wentz at the end. The Colts didn't have the support of Wentz at the end, because as we mentioned a couple times, the Colts moved on from Carson Wentz despite the fact they didn't have a better in-house option. They would just have rather moved on from him despite the fact that he was an average league quarterback and have no backup plan than to keep him around for another season. And then I was just reminded of reading the story about the Eagles in Washington that after Washington played the Philadelphia Eagles for the first time, after Carson Wentz played his first game against Philadelphia since leaving in 2020, Ron Rivera had that famous quote when they asked him what the team could improve on, and he took a direct shot at Carson Wentz. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at this point? Quarterback. The truth is that this is a quarterback-driven league. And if you look at the teams that have been able to sustain success, they've been able to build it around a specific quarterback. So quick side note before we get back to our last thoughts on this Carson Wentz topic. I went back through the old archives of sound at our radio station, and I forgot that Ron Rivera had to apologize on radio 
for the shot that he took at Carson Wentz. I just want to play that real quick because that was something that I don't think really got followed up on after everything that happened with the Carson Wentz quarterback thing was like Ron Rivera had to apologize to the team because of what he said about Carson Wentz. I was fortunate enough that um, our uh, our media relations director contacted him, let him know, and I actually talked to Carson this morning. In fact, I talked to the whole team just so everybody understood that you know I had a mea culpa moment and that uh, I should know better. And I created a little bit of a distraction, and that's the one thing we try not to do, and it's one thing that I'm very aware of. It's one of those things that, you know, when you misstep, some people just can't wait to, 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 to dive onto it and jump onto it and hold onto it and, you know, without an opportunity to explain yourself. So that's, hey, that's on me. I should know better. Yeah, Ron Rivera did that. And so for a quarterback who, at this point, it's fair to argue, is still a backup-level quarterback in the NFL. He was an above-average starter in 2019, He was an above-average starter in 2021, mixed in with a bad season in 2020 and a season in 2022 where he got hurt and his coach called him out for being trash. Mix that all together, Carson Wentz is a backup caliber quarterback in the NFL. He should be, and as we mentioned earlier, he should be looking at the types of jobs that Heineke got as the backup with the Falcons behind Desmond Ritter. He's looking at the jobs that Mariota got with the Eagles behind Jalen Hurts that Gardner Minshew previously had with the Eagles where he filled in for an injured Jalen Hurts and now Gardner Minshew is going to the Colts as the backup for a rookie like Anthony Richardson where Gardner Minshew might get to start the first three or four games of the season. That's the territory that Carson Wentz should be occupying at this stage of his career at 30 years old a former starting quarterback in the NFL for five, six, seven years, a former number two pick in the draft, someone who was on his way to winning an MVP in his second season behind one of the best offensive lines, I think probably the best offensive line in the history of the NFL because you had Hall of Famer Jason Peters, Hall of Famer Jason Kelsey, and Hall of Famer potentially Lane Johnson all playing on that offensive line that was the reason Nick Foles was great. We kind of saw it fall apart for Nick Foles once the offensive line fell apart in the playoff game the next season against the Saints. But besides the point, this is a quarterback who had two above-average seasons as a full-time starter within the last four years, has gotten older, has had injury concerns, and just does not have a job in the NFL at this point, which when trying to figure out what happened to Carson Wentz, I think the conclusion that we've come to is that Three different places decided they would move rather move on from Carson Wentz without having reason to move on from Carson Wentz. I mean, the Eagles, they gave Carson Wentz all the money in the world, and they had all the incentive in the world to see it out with Carson. And not only did they move off of him at the end of 2020, the team didn't really have his back at the end of the ride. And also, Doug Peterson kind of left because Carson Wentz was going to be on his way out the door. And a Super Bowl champion coach leaves, and they make the call that they're not going to keep Carson Wentz. The Colts moved on from Carson Wentz despite not having a better quarterback in the bank. They just made the call, we don't want Carson Wentz, and we will move off of him despite the fact we have no better alternative. Our alternative is Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger, and we're going to fire Frank Reich, and we're going to tank for a quarterback at the end of the 2022 season. The Colts moved off of him after having no better option in the staple. 
The Eagles move off of him despite all the financial incentive to keep him for another season. And Washington put him on the bench despite the fact that he was making $27 million per for one season to play for Washington. And so that is the explanation I can find for what happened to Carson Wentz. No one is willing to take a chance on him even as a backup quarterback at this stage of the game, despite the fact that reports have indicated Carson Wentz would be willing to accept a backup quarterback role with whichever team may be interested in signing him. Carson Wentz is in the bridge-watering stage of his career. He's somewhere between the 30th and the 35th best quarterback in the NFL, and in a league where the 49ers went without a quarterback for three quarters of an NFC championship game and in an NFL where Nick Foles took the place of Carson Wentz and was the reason the Eagles won a Super Bowl in a world where teams now have drafted 15 rookie quarterbacks in last year's draft and in a league where they're giving a designated third quarterback spot for teams on the depth chart even in that world Carson Wentz does not have any job in the NFL And it's been a really interesting journey from three years ago when we said Carson Wentz was a top five quarterback in the NFL while simultaneously saying Josh Allen would be replaced by the Buffalo Bills after the 2020 season to go from that to now where three different organizations have given up on Carson Wentz despite all the incentives saying to continue trying with Carson Wentz. All of it connects to the bad teammate stuff, connecting the dots with the fallout in Philadelphia and the fallout in Indianapolis, despite the fact that he's had two of the last four seasons playing like an above-average NFL quarterback, teams have decided that they are out on the Carson Wentz game, even as a backup quarterback. And it's been a really interesting journey to get here. So that's what happened to Carson Wentz. Hope you enjoyed today's show. And ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for stopping in here to the Take It Easy podcast. We're going to have episodes three days a week here. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday is our recording schedule right now. Hoping to do something with the Home Run Derby coming up here soon. Maybe we'll have some fun watch party like we did last year where we learned about Julio Rodriguez and you know anointed him as one of our favorite baseball players. Maybe that's the journey we'll head on, but... We'll see what ends up happening. Thank you for stopping into the show. We'll have two more episodes coming out this week. Five-star reviews, downloads, all greatly appreciated. We have a book. If you're interested in hearing the first three chapters for free, getting a taste of it, check out the links in the description to this episode for all of that. All our socials are there. All our projects are there. You can check out Sacktown Sports, where we're radio producers. All of that stuff is available for you wherever you get podcasts, and there's links in the description no matter where you may be listening. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, and much like Carson Wentz has been doing all offseason, take it easy. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at this point? Quarterback. The truth is that this is a quarterback-driven league, and if you look at the teams that have been able to sustain success, They've been able to build it around a specific quarterback. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.